Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 105. A lot, a lot of things to discuss. But first, make sure wherever you're listening, however you're listening, five-star rate, review, and subscribe, and support the pod. Thank you for all Team New Street for supporting. Continue to support the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about what's in the news. Turbulent times, um, times where a lot of group think, a lot of rhetoric is spewed, what is real, what's not. We'll get to that in the market update as well as in the financials, uh, in the new current items update. We will also have our financial roundtable and talk a little bit more about groupthink, different things, different items, and how people can assess what to do. Um, so of course, wherever you're listening, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. All right, folks, Team News Street, market update and financial news current update. So we've seen volatility a little bit in the market the last few weeks. Why? Because a few things. One, the Fed, the Federal Open Market Committee um, has strongly indicated that they're going to raise interest rates. How many times? How fast? That's what the market's grappling with. As well as they've indicated that they may even tighten policy, which means easing of the balance sheet and, and and actually, you know, selling off, which is incredibly, it's, it doesn't happen a lot. Um, and so that's what the market's reacted to over the past couple of weeks. Um, so you're seeing a little bit of volatility. But has anyone pulled back a chart? You know, everyone talks about like, oh, you know, that's what group thing plays a part because everyone sees blood and they start to freak out for no reason. But if they've actually pulled back a chart and you actually look at a two, three, four, five-year chart of the S&P 500, you wouldn't be able to find this correction barely. You only know because it's the last thing on the chart, but you'd be barely able to find the correction uh, on the chart. So what does that mean actually for investors? That's you know what I've spoken on CNBC many times over the past couple of weeks. Is obviously a contributor um, on the platform, um, and, and really we were looking at you know what are the opportunities for investors and especially for longer term investors some of the stocks and stuff that people were chasing that weren't really good SPACs and, and all these growth companies that aren't really proven um that people were chasing just because they heard someone else those have all you know dissipated and have left you know those investors wondering what happened it's well hey i, I could tell you what happened you didn't really know what you're investing in um but if you're still in strong companies and have high conviction these are great opportunities um in general so that's an interesting point here. We're going to see um, the 10-year yield rise a little bit. We're going to see a little bit more uh, potential volatility in, in this first quarter. And I think that's okay, right? Like the people, what people saw the last couple of years in the market was unprecedented. Print a lot of money, give people a lot of liquidity. They're going to buy things, whether that's markets, fun stuff, jewelry, all everything. People are just consumers and people are buying. But in normal times, run rate times, in normal growth periods, um, you're going to see a definitely different type of, of market, and that's okay for, for investors. So that's our update. We're moving into news. Tesla came out. They came out with their earnings prints. They profit it soared by nine times over last quarter. But there are supply issues, and a lot of companies are still talking about that. Uh, but their earnings announcement was pretty strong. They're, they said earlier this month that its car deliveries nearly doubled in 2021 to almost $1 million. Um, they're, they have about uh, the, the market share of the EV market is dropping, right? Because GM, Ford, and other competitors are starting to ramp up. Um, 
but you know they're still at 66% of the EV market, which is incredibly large. Uh, they dodged the chip shortage, which was a big thing that people were looking at. It's still a, an issue for a lot of tech companies is the chip shortage. So a big thing to watch is that competitive nature of the EV market continue to brew. Tesla continue to prove out their economies of scale if they can, which they have been, and just see what else they're doing. But you know, you don't dis, you don't short geniuses, and obviously Elon Musk is probably one of the more uh, genius people, you know, building companies in the world. So that's that's a a, a good point to note. Bonuses. Bank of America says it's going to give one billion of stock to all its employees, including tellers. I like how they said including tellers. Like, <laughs> like yes, even them. You know, push to retain flighty talent. So yes, we already know the Great Recession. People are jumping jobs. People are starting their own companies. Everyone is going for what's best for them, and talent is a big thing. So people are trying to retain talent. Tech is pulling talent into them with you know, high bonuses, stock, whatever, all that stuff. And now finance is like, hey, we want to retain some talent still. Let's increase what we're giving people so we can possibly do that. And you have to do that in these times. You have to wage inflation is a real thing. And so you're seeing that. Let's go to more investment news. Rihanna's Savage X Fenty brand has raised $125 million in funding and opened its first store in the Las Vegas Strip. The company now has a valuation of $1.4 billion based on this last private round. And it plans to open 10 stores this year. So that's really interesting. I thought it was interesting, this tidbit, because I know some of the early investors are, you know, Jay-Z, I believe Nas is in it. Of course, all these rappers and entertainers have venture arms that are investing in the private markets as well as we're closing on our first investment uh, for myself and for my clients. It's incredibly to see what they're doing and you can follow along and, and try to track their movements. And I've been able to track a lot of them and I'm going to be co-investing in a lot of these things with people in the very near future. So it's really, really cool to see. Um, and, and we'll be watching that story. And we talked a little bit about it earlier on with, um, the market update. But yeah, the Fed is raising interest rates. What does that actually mean? So the Fed has a couple of mandates. It's to keep inflation railed in. And it's also to give, make sure the American people have jobs, right? And those two mandates are why the Fed makes movements in either or direction, right? Um, and so the Fed said with inflation well above 2% and a strong labor market, the committee expects it will soon be appropriate to raise the target range for the federal funds rate. And the federal fund rate is a short-term borrowing rate. Um, so that allows for us to, one, we're going to see interest rates hike soon, and they're going to do that in the next, uh, probably in the next meeting, they'll decide exactly when and what, how much we'll, they'll, they'll raise. And it'll be the first time the Fed has raised rates and borrowing costs since 2018, right? Um, and it serves as a powerful symbol of the economy's recovery. So when you're raising rates, um, you're saying that, hey, we've recovered, um, we're in a pretty powerful growth phase, and we want to quell inflation and slow you know, the economy from going way too much on fire, going way too hot. Um, and by doing so, they're going to raise rates and increase the cost of borrowing, which will you know, slow down economically what people are doing and different things. Obviously, all rates will raise, which will more than likely slow things down a little bit. Um, and so that's what's happening because inflation is a big portion of what the Fed is looking at. And so we'll keep our eyes on it. But, you know, right now, people think that just race rates, that 
systematically automatically means equities doesn't perform well, but not exactly, right? Like the shock has come into the into the price in, but equities, if you look back to 2016, 2017, 2018, what happened in those years, I think only one year when the Fed was raising rates, which was the four, time they raised it four times, was the market down over that period. All the other two periods, it was up in the green for the year, year to date. Um, so that's important to note and to look ahead at. In billionaire news, Mark Cuban is he just started a subscription drug company, Cost Plus. It's making prescription drugs more affordable and transparent. So what's going to happen? Cost Plus Drug Co. aims to simplify healthcare's complex business model by cutting out intermediaries and selling drugs for wholesale prices, plus a fixed 15% markup. This is actually incredibly genius. I don't know why people haven't done it before. But he states, you know, drug prices are shockingly high because of complex negotiations between drug makers and pharmacies. Uh, Cost Plus is going to just buy the drugs at wholesale um, and say, all right, based on that, we're going to mark it up this much um, based on what it costs, and we're going to just put a markup on it. The Cost Plus is not going to incept insurance, um, and that could be something that they try to change in the future. But he's saying that like this is going to change the business model. This is really going to change things. And I think a lot of people were – I saw when he tweeted it out that he was doing this, a lot of people were excited on social media because it's super, super – innovative in this space and i think this will do do really well um some other competitors already do this but um this is a this is a big one it's, it's a good move into the space bad moves into the space spinning peloton companies embattled and embroiled with controversy and you know cost restructuring they brought in a consulting firm to help them look at their restructuring on the cost side um obviously again i've stated on cnbc many times i wasn't a fan of the stock i love the products do we mean the girlfriend just got a bike plus which is awesome connect the apple watch to the heart to the screen so like tracks your heart rate your strive score but for some reason my output is not as high so I think on the older bike, my output was much higher, but this new bike must have better tracking metrics. And so my output isn't as high. Folks, can you tell me what's going on? Because I feel like I'm putting in work on the bike and it's not always reflecting in my output. But hey, I'm still grinding every day. 40 minutes, folks. Uh, so that's something to watch with the company. And now this is some interesting diversity tidbits. America's largest company companies hired more black and female CFOs last year than ever before. Leaders are facing pressure to diversify C-suites. Female CFOs at the top 500 companies reached a record 15%. Um, and that's interesting. You're going to see a lot more, whether it's performative or real, diversity efforts. Um, and, you know, there's actually some boards that are saying you have to have a certain amount of boards, which I understand. You have different perspectives. It leads to a better, well-rounded company. And so that's something that's going to be interesting to watch. The new New York City mayor, he's been in the news a lot. He's been you know, doing press runs, conferences, speaking about his initiative and his changes and his strategy. Um, and New York City Mayor Eric Adams, has, he said he's going to receive his first three checks and he's going to convert them into Bitcoin and Ethereum. And he's received his first check this past Friday. Uh, but instead of spending it, he's going to convert it into Bitcoin and Ethereum, which is, again, I've always been a proponent of cryptocurrency and the longer term effects of blockchain and digital currencies and what that's going to have on, you know, in the economy. And he's he's tried to make, he's trying to model after Miami and really make New York City uh, cryptocurrency friendly. And I've seen athletes, I've seen a lot of people do so, and it makes sense in in a long run. So that's our news update this week. A lot, a lot of stuff, but hope you enjoy. We'll go to the round table next. 
Hey everyone, gather round. Welcome back to the Financial Roundtable. This week, I want to touch a little bit on groupthink and how it affects us in our personal financial life, our everyday life, our personal relationships. Um, I think if we all know a little bit about what groupthink is, obviously, but let's break that down. It's a phenomenon when a group of individuals reaches a consensus without critical reasoning or evaluation. Um, and I think that's something that I've tried to avoid a lot in all things that I do, right? Because it's it, it can have effect on everything you do, especially when let's talk, you know, just a general finance investing. You know, there's a, so much group think out there when it's social media, um, different groups or discords or anything that you're in. It's everyone's shooting the same thing. And it's also another name for these places for that. It's these echo chambers where you all have the same ideas, same concepts, same thought, and it doesn't allow for any critical reasoning, differentiating the perspectives or a thought. How does that affect you? I think it just negative. It just puts blinders on into what's possible, right? And so I've always been someone that's avoided these things just because for my own self, I like to critically think for myself. Most times I'm right. I'll tell you that. Sometimes I'm wrong. That's okay. But it just doesn't, if you're stuck in these areas where you think that you're just getting the same same information, same stuff um, from the same people. You may want to one block those things out. I use the mute slash unfollow block button with ease. I just love the fact that you know people say social media is um, can be harming and damaging. I totally believe that it certainly can, but I, I you can control that into a certain extent, right? Like I control everything I see on my timeline because I'm using the tools that they allow us to use on it to my advantage. And so it keeps your mind clear, keeps you clear from just thinking and group think, keeps you clear from being sucked into echo chambers. Um, you can talk about that a lot, especially on social media with financial stuff. Like I, I'm out of those echo chambers, I'm out of any performative things that um, don't suit or, or lend to anything positive. So you definitely want to avoid that and see if you can get some, you know, from your network differentiate your perspectives in your personal relationships, in your financial relationships. That is something that's super important because it may lend to you do something really cool. Let's say you, you know, connected, you were just in people that were like, hey, this is the corporate ladder stuff. Or, and then you differentiate this chain of thought in your network and you met some entrepreneurs and that was your route or vice versa. You just want to make sure you brought in um, where you're hearing from things in certain situations so that you can see if it's right for you. I think that's an important lesson for us all. Um, so th that's all I had on this, folks. Um, super exciting stuff. We're closing a first investment, seed investment in a company that we'll be announcing soon. Um, super exciting stuff for me on my end that I can't announce yet. Um, and just other stuff. Let's just keep going. We're in 2022. The first month is almost over. How are you feeling? How are you faring? Well, let me know. Talk to you next week. Thank you.